0: Hello everyone, I'm Mark Goldman and this is Life in Accounting, the Where Accountants Go podcast and this is what an unedited show sounds like. It's Thanksgiving week and and honestly I just missed my deadline for recording. We have shows on the schedule to be recorded that are going to get us well into January but they're all either just interviews that are scheduled or they're recordings that have happened but they haven't been totally finalized through our editing process. So there's probably a lesson in here for all of us, but definitely there's a lesson in here for me. Well, instead of going dark for the week after Thanksgiving, I decided to run one of our more popular episodes from 2018. It's called, How to Pass the CPA Exam, Tips from Newly Certified CPAs. And there's actually a couple good news items, so to speak, about this rebroadcast. First of all, this intro you're listening to is the only part That hasn't been through our complete editing process since the show itself had been previously released in 2018. But more so on the good news side, this episode was popular for a reason. If you yourself are considering the exam or possibly even starting to study and having some difficulties, take time to revisit this episode. I interviewed five CPAs that had just passed the exam and received their certification at the time of this recording. And we talk about the truth, the real life, so to speak, around successfully passing the CPA exam. Yes, they all took a review course, and that's definitely part of the strategy. But there's a lot more to passing than just having the right books or the right online material. It does take strategy, and that's a lot of what these five newly certified CPAs talk about in this interview. So without any further delay, let's go ahead and get started with a rebroadcast of our popular episode titled, How to Pass the CPA Exam, Tips from Newly Certified CPAs. And yes, we will see you next week with another fresh story of success in the accounting industry. As I always say, there's more to come. Mm-hmm.
1: Life in Accounting, the Where Accountants Go podcast. Life in Accounting is the podcast for everyday heroes like you working in the accounting profession. Are you ready to hear from accounting influencers, thought leaders, visionaries, and other professionals leading change in the accounting world? then stay tuned for Mark Goldman, a CPA, the owner of Where Accountants Go, and your host. Welcome to Life in Accounting.
2: The biggest thing that I learned throughout the process is that if you put your heart into it and you really study those tests, you're going to pass. If you got your degrees in accounting and you were able to pass your classes, if you put forth all your effort, you're going to pass.
0: Hello everyone, I'm Mark Goldman, a CPA and your host for Life in Accounting, a podcast production of whereaccountantsgo.com. This is going to be a unique episode for us. Instead of having one guest come on the program and share their career experiences, or even a couple guests, this time we decided to do something a little different. Certification, or specifically in my life, the CPA certification has been extremely beneficial to me and in my career and, and just overall, frankly. And therefore, I'm a huge proponent of getting certified. It's an excellent vehicle for having a universal standard of excellence in the accounting profession, so to speak. But even more so, from a career standpoint, it truly is a game changer. It always raises the ceiling on where you can go professionally. However, let's be honest about it. Passing the CPA exam is difficult. You don't simply cram the weekend before and expect to pass or even a few weeks before and expect to pass. It takes extreme effort, effort that you may never have to put in or have had to put in again or before in your life. And this is on top of whatever else you may have going on in your life. It truly is a major event. In my own life at that time, believe it or not, I actually postponed getting engaged to my now wife so that I could get the exam passed. And obviously I couldn't do that for very long, but I did postpone it for about six months so I could go ahead, hunker down and get the CPA exam out of the way. Luckily, I was able to. So for this episode, I invited five recently certified CPAs to come on the program and share their experience with us. If you're working on the exam yourself, this is definitely going to be helpful to you. If you're considering whether or not to pursue the CPA exam, this is also definitely going to be beneficial to you. If you're already a CPA even, I think you're going to find this beneficial like I did and that you're going to hear many things that you probably felt yourself and that still are true today. This is a really good episode, and I've got five new CPAs to thank for it. Veronica, Anna, Brittany, Eric, and Jill. And I really appreciate you all. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences with the audience. I asked many questions of Veronica, Anna, Brittany, Eric, and Jill, but I thought it best to start out with, why did you personally decide to become a CPA in the first place? Listen to what our guest had to say.
3: My name is Anna. Why did you personally decide
4: to become a CPA?
3: There are several reasons why. First of all, it's a sort of a bump up in your career. It kind of differentiates you from other accountants when you do the career search. Also, it helps you with the promotions in the future if you have that ambition to growing as a profession and um, get management and higher positions at the good quality companies, it definitely helps you in your career.
1: My name is Brittany.
3: Why did you decide to become a CPA?
1: Well, I actually had a lot of college credits in high school. So when I went into college, I kind of had to start taking, you know, I had to pick a major and I had to start taking those core classes. And so, I mean, I figured I would do something in business. I wasn't exactly sure what. so I. You know, started the business classes and I took an accounting class and I've always been good at math and I liked it and it was easy to me. So I was like, shoot, I'll just, I'll stick with this. So kind of just fell into accounting. And then, you know, once you enter the accounting world, you kind of realize your options are limited without a CPA. So I decided to go ahead and pursue that. And
5: so I did. My name is Eric. It's funny because, you know, I'd never had any intention of becoming an accountant in life. And then I never even knew what the CPA profession was. It wasn't until you know, I got out of trade school, went to college, and then found out about accounting. And then my wife got her CPA and I never thought I would really focus on getting the CPA until, you know, things settled down. And then when my wife got it, I really said, to man, it's like, it's my wife and so I wanted the best for her and I want the best for me. It's like I, I'm i really, I got the CPA because I wanted to have a future. There was no question that uh, I'm not going to get the CPA, but at the end is because I wanted a future in public accounting. It's like I, do, I enjoy what I do and I enjoy progression that I'm provided, but really the CPA exam is for me to grow professionally.
2: My name is Jill. Why did you personally decide to become a CPA? I was in the military, and when I got out, I was looking for something to go to school for, and I kind of, I have always been in love with piggy banks, and so, like, collecting money and, you know, getting up from my parents was always a big highlight of my childhood, and so it kind of was one of those things that just clicked for me, and I took a class and fell in love, and that started my CPA journey. Wow. I fell in love with piggy
4: banks. I love that. Yeah. Beautiful.
6: (laughs) Sorry, I have a a
4: huge collection. (laughs) That's too cool. My name is Veronica. Why did you personally decide to become a CPA?
6: For me, it was I had been in public accounting since 2007. And, you know, I saw everyone getting their CPA around me. And what happened was I had gotten married after college and kind of just put off the CPA. But, you know, when I saw a lot of people that were graduating getting their CPA, it really motivated me to try and pass it and get it. And, you know, someday become a manager.
4: Okay. So primarily you saw it happening around you and then just for the opportunity to be able to continue to move up?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, obviously my favorite answer was that, and I quote, I love piggy banks. <laughs> that goes without saying, but seriously, there were some interesting answers. Although I expected that, you know, we would get career progression related answers, I think our new CPAs verbalized it a whole lot better than I would have personally, and honestly, I never thought about the peer pressure aspect. That was intriguing to me. Generally, I wouldn't think of peer pressure as a positive thing, but obviously in this case, it was extremely positive. Peer pressure can be a good thing, I guess. Getting onto to how they pass, though, I asked several questions along these lines. The first was, what was one thing that you did that you feel led to your ability to pass? Listen to the feedback I received.
4: What is one thing you did that you feel led to your ability to pass?
5: Being honest with myself was probably the most important thing that I did because it's easy to, to take an exam after studying and putting the time in and you sit there, you take the exam, you walk out. I've never met anyone that took the exam and said, oh, I definitely knocked that one out of the park. Everyone walks out and they're like, ah, oh, this one question got me, this other simulation got me. and We all felt discouraged, but when I got the results back and for the ones that I passed I was like, Oh thank God But for the ones that I failed, being honest with myself and saying, you know what, it's like I could have studied harder. I could have really it's like said no to either the happy hour or the movies or whatever event that took place at I just set aside time. And I found that when I was most honest with myself and said, you know what, I would love to go to whatever event, whether it be family worker or friends, but you know what, I can't, I have to study and Telling myself, hey, this is going to pay off eventually. And recognizing when I failed that it was because I didn't put the time in. If anyone uses the Becker program, they'll hear Peter Lent will say, and it's like there's an inverse relationship between uh, happiness and likeness pass. That couldn't be more true. The more miserable you are, the more likely you are to pass. And being honest with yourself about that, it's like, hey, this is going to pay off in the end. That, I, I would say that's key. What is
4: one thing that you did that you feel led to your ability to pass?
1: Having a study partner someone to hold you accountable and to work out, you know, any questions or discrepancies that you have or things that you don't understand, just having someone to talk through the problem or if the wording and the study materials is ambiguous or there's not enough detail or you're not sure about something, there's, it's always nice to have a different perspective and someone that's going through the same process to kind of keep you motivated and let you know, you know, when you're getting frustrated. Calm me down, and that's what I did. I had my boyfriend, actually, a CPA as well, and so we did the whole process together, and it just made it a lot easier. Well, I don't know if easier is the right word, but it definitely helped. What is one thing
4: that you feel led to your ability to pass? One thing that you did?
3: Consistency and kind of putting your life on hold and desire to get those three letters behind your name.
4: Well, what is one thing that you did that you feel led to your ability to pass?
2: I would probably have to say just not giving up. I kind of took the long route. It took me two years to pass all the exams. I failed two exams while I was in grad school and realized that I needed to be out of school to really focus on it. And so I think just not giving up and not getting overwhelmed and just sticking to it was my my biggest thing for passing.
6: Just focusing on studying, and I kind of put my life on hold. You know, I didn't go out. I didn't take vacations. I just went home after work and and studied, and then studied all day on the weekends, and I just did a lot more focusing.
0: I also asked them what surprised them about the CPA exam itself, not about preparation, but about the exam itself, because I figured it would be good for those in the audience that haven't yet sat for any parts but that are preparing to, to know what has caught others by surprise. You'll learn from your peers, so to speak. Here's a few clips of some of the answers I received.
4: When you actually started taking the exam, what surprised you the most?
1: I mean, I guess the fact that you do have to sit there and just go for four hours, you know, or three hours, however long it was. I don't remember each one's a little bit different, but you can't take a break. So it's really important when you're studying to make yourself get used to sitting there for that long without stopping and trying to do the same problems more quickly each time you practice them. Yeah, just the duration and, you know, the mental fatigue of the actual exam is a lot. So I think that was probably the biggest shocker the first time I took one of the parts. What surprised
4: you the most about taking the actual CPA exam? That it wasn't as hard as
1: Becker.
6: (laughs) What surprised me the most when I took it? For me, I guess there's a lot more simulations. They changed the test now to where it's more simulations and multiple choice. And also some of the things that I studied in the practice, the review courses, weren't those topics were not on the exam. And so I felt like I studied a lot for topics that weren't on the exam, but Luckily, all the other ones that I didn't study for weren't as difficult as the other ones that I really focused on.
4: What surprised you the most about the exam when you took it?
3: The amount of the material that you have to learn in order to be prepared for the test.
5: I think, to be honest, the stress level, I, I had no idea. I, mean, I knew it was going to be a hard exam, but I, I had no idea about the emotional stress that the exam was going to cause me because you, at least when I'm taking it, I'm, I took the exam, I had this emotional roller coaster because I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, let's, I click on the start exam and then the first question, it's there and it's real and you pick it and then you're like, oh man, I'm glad I knew that first answer. And then you go through all 35 questions and you go through the next module and then you go through the sims. And by the end of it, you're just beat and it just really beats at you. And, and so it's so hard to stay motivated throughout the exam taking process, but they're all, if you've studied and you've done the time, you will recognize all the questions. There's a lot of, there's a lot to be said when you at least say, oh yeah, you know, I remember studying this versus ah, I saw that somewhere and I can't remember where. There's that part. And then there's the other part where you have this whole time period between you take the exam and then it takes you a while to get the scores and you're there and you're wondering, what do I do with my life? Do I have all this free time that I didn't know I had because I would spend it all studying? Do I study for the next course? Do I not study for the next course? Do I just go out and enjoy life and forget about it? Which you really never do. Because like, you're really just dreading the day the NASDAQ scores out, and then you're just there, at least for me, clicking at 2 in the morning, saying, oh, is the score out? Is the score out? Is the score out? And then you click on the score, and then you get this huge sigh of relief. You're like, oh, thank God I passed. Or you get the dreaded 74. It's not like college where it's like, oh, I, got, I failed, and then like, well, I'll do better on the next one. No, it's like you failed, and it's like all that time and energy that you spent It doesn't feel justified, at least when compared to when you pass.
0: Another important part of the questioning was to get some detail on their study habits, because we all know that is key. I can't say I was surprised, or maybe I was a little bit, but there are a lot of similarities I think you'll notice. What were your study habits like?
3: Usually, I was reading or listening lectures during the lunchtime because I'm a full-time employee. So during the lunchtime, I was reading the book or notes or listening to some lectures on my phone. After I come home after the workday, the usual dedicated one to two hours to go over the notes that I created myself and usually Saturday and Sunday At least six to eight hours doing multiple choice questions, going over the material that I still don't understand well, trying to find additional sources online that I can find that will clarify the material better, and of course, going over the notes over and over and over again.
5: I would say my study habits were highly unusual, just because for me, academia is not always my strong suit. So... I knew that going in, and so what happened was I would study. I would work from from eight to six, eight to seven, eight to eight, whatever the time needed, and then I would come home. I would have dinner with my wife, and thank God for my wife because she she was really supportive of the whole process. She's like, "Hey, so you should go study," and, then I, and I and I listened to her, and she was right. I need to go study. So I would study probably from nine till two in the morning almost every day religiously, and then I would take Fridays off, and then on Saturdays I would wake up. 8.30, 9.30 or 10, somewhere in that time frame. And then I would study from 10 to 10 and I would get that whole day in on Saturday and Sunday. And I, I just kept doing that for the entire time and I made sure that I took the entire month and a half or two months to study each section. Because it really, each section deserves that time. For me, at least in my way of studying, I knew that I had to put in more time. Some of the other things that I did is like I wrote a lot of notes. Like some people do flashcards, my oh, wife say flashcards. Some of my friends did flashcards, and for me, that wasn't the way I was going to remember. I had to write everything down, watch the video, not write anything down while the video was playing, but afterwards, like, okay, this is what they said, read the textbook. Above all else, read the textbook, which is something I'm not used to doing. At least in school, it's like if I sat there, paid attention, I knew I could knock things out, but with the CPA exam, it's like every single minute that I sat there and I studied, it was 100% focused, but it was a rough schedule. And to be honest, having a social life is not an option when I was studying. at least for me. and so I'm sure it's different for everybody, but that's how I had to go through it.
1: So anytime I was going to start a new section or a new like one of the four sections, the first thing I would do is set a date. And you knew you had to be done by that date. So that kind of kept you under the gun. And so that was my step one. Step two is I would get an Excel spreadsheet out and I would look at how many pages and how long each section was. And I said, you know, I need to be done with everything by at least a week and a half before my exam date so that I have time to just review everything. So I had to, you know, stick to my calendar, make sure I was doing what I was doing. And when you physically see where you are in the process, it makes you more diligent about. You know meeting your goals, so I love that you tracked it on Excel. That's beautiful, yeah. You
4: were meant to be an account.
2: <laughs> what were your study habits like? They were poor. When people ask me for advice about the CPA exam, I always say, This is what not to do. It worked for me, but it was definitely, I made it more difficult for myself because I didn't focus on it 100% of my time and I dragged it out longer than I should have, and so it kind of just made things harder. So my biggest thing is just give up your life for just a couple months and get it over with.
4: You feel like you didn't quite sacrifice enough in the early days?
2: I think so. But I think the biggest thing that I learned throughout the process is that if you put your heart into it and you really study those tests, you're going to pass. If you got your degrees in accounting and you were able to pass your classes, if you put forth all your effort, you're going to pass. And that was my biggest hope throughout the process.
4: What were your study habits like exactly? When did you Um, study
6: that kind of thing? After work, I would go home. So around 7 o'clock, I would study until 10 o'clock, so three hours each weekday after work. On Saturday and Sundays, I studied six hours on Saturday and six hours on Sunday at a coffee shop or just somewhere out of the house.
0: I also wanted to get into review courses. I took a review course myself back when I passed the exam. And I know that for most people, that is a key strategy to take a review course. So I wanted to go ahead and include that here. Before I do, though, if you don't pick up anything out of this segment other than this, notice that all of these individuals took a review course. I didn't plan it that way. Just out of the people that responded, all of them happened to have taken a review course. Obviously, it's not a statistical sample or anything, but I thought that was a little telling. Taking a review course helps. Here's what our guest had to
4: say. Did you take a review course? And if so, which one?
3: I did take a review course, and I was studying using CPA Excel. And when I started studying in 2014, I used the course, and I kind of didn't like it so much, but was kind of coming back to that. And actually, I think there were quite a few major changes made to the course. And in 2017, I fully came back to the CPA Excel and used this course as the only one, and that would help me to pass my CPA exams. Kind of focus on one type of a course, try not to switch or jump from one to another one.
4: What did you find most helpful about your review course?
3: I like the small lectures. The CPA Excel provides bite sized lectures. The instructors explain very well the material and plus plus they also give you the small tricks what you want to focus more during the test because there's a lot of subjects where you can go on and on and on and on but they kind of keep you more focused okay this is the subject focus on these things don't go too far into the details or something like this so that was the most helpful thing for me
2: did
4: you take a review course and if so which one
1: I used the online Becker study aids.
4: I didn't physically attend a review course. What did you find the most helpful about the review course?
1: Well, the speakers, I mean, Tim Garrity and Peter Alonso, you know, they're actually pretty entertaining. And, you know, even though you don't physically meet them, you feel like you build a relationship with them. I don't know, it's kind of weird, but they kept it entertaining. They definitely helped you focus on the areas that are more heavily tested and it kind of calms you down because you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much information, but they help focus you on the areas that are more heavily tested and kind of guide you, okay, you know, really, really know this and okay, this isn't, you know, so important and they kind of help filter through the material and the questions that I just found that the simulations that they offer are Really similar to the ones that are on these, and well, they're from prior exams, but they just do a really good job of preparing you for the actual exam. And the questions are actually a lot harder because they score each question or rank each question on a level of difficulty. And I think Becker takes a lot more of the more challenging questions and puts those into their practice questions. So you're actually overly prepared which that can also make it more frustrating because you know you're going into your first time seeing these questions and working these problems and they're the more complicated ones but in the end you're a little bit over prepared so you end up doing a lot better on the exam.
4: Now you mentioned a review course already but just so mm-hmm. we get all that information as well exactly what review course or courses did you use and you know, what portions did you find the most helpful? So, when I first started studying for the exam way back when,
5: the first time, four or five years ago, right after I got out of school, I said, oh, I'm going to buy the Ninja PPA exam that's found on Another71.com. I said, I'm going to try this. The reason I tried it was because it was inexpensive. I didn't want to waste the resources that we had at my firm and say, okay, hey, I'm going to spend the money to get this covered. And I wasn't sure that it was, my heart was in it. So I tried that, and you know, the, the materials were good. It's just I wasn't jiving with the materials and say. Like, and at the time I wasn't really, my heart wasn't set into it. So I tried that. It didn't work out. Through my friends, I found Wiley CPA and I used video paid for the Wiley CPA course. And then I really enjoyed it. And with Wiley CPA, for me, the best part was that it never expired. So I said, Oh man, if I fail this exam, it's like at least I'm not on that timeline for Becker. And so I used it and I used Wiley CPA to pass audit. And I mean, I got a really high school with Wiley CPA and it's good materials, but. I took audit, passed that. Then I said, okay, I'm going to take reg. And my logic was, okay, I can pass audit again if I ever need to. But regulation was one of those where I'm like, Ugh, I only want to take this once. So if I fail something, it's going to be audit and I can retake. The reg I cannot retake. I wouldn't want to. And I used CPA Excel and I felt terribly. I mean, it was an embarrassing score. And I don't know that I would put it all on the CPA materials, But at the time, I did. At the time, I said, you know what? And it's like, this isn't the material for me. I need something that's more like college something where it's like I'm going to sit there and I'm going to listen to people and then I have a book and so um, a friend of mine at work had Becker and they weren't using it and they said hey can I borrow your uh, Becker materials and they said yeah so I got Becker and I used Reg and then I passed Reg and then well I said it's like if it works once why not try it again so I use it again for B, C and FAR and yeah I mean Becker did the trick but I wouldn't put Becker over a CPA, so it's more of a learning style if you can sit there for a long time and watch the videos, can really, sometimes you have to highlight the books with Becker, and sometimes it's just a matter of watching the videos and writing stuff down. And I would suggest Becker, but to those that have a short attention span or they need time, they need breaks. And say YCPA is just as good of material. And the benefit to that is that you're not on a time crunch, unlike Becker. With YCPA, it won't expire and say you can renew and it's in small chunks. You watch a five-minute video, you take some exams, you go back to another video versus Becker, you watch an hour and a half and then you've got to do a multitude of questions. But the main difference aside from that is the questions. The questions might be the same in both materials, but when you get a question in Becker, they'll ask the same question and then they'll change one word and they'll ask the same question eight different ways versus CPXL, they might ask it a couple of times But when you click the answer and the answer is B and you have to retake it, that same answer is B also. To Becker's credit, they at least move the answers around and they take that same question and you really have to read it. And for the CPA exam, I mean, reading is everything.
2: Did you take a review course? And if so, which one? I did the Becker Online Self-Study Program.
4: What did you find the most helpful about that?
2: I think that Becker breaks it down really good into smaller pieces, and I think that their questions are a lot harder than the actual exam. And so even though sometimes I'd find myself getting defeated while I'm going through it,
6: when it came to take the test, I felt like I was more prepared. I did actually the Ninja for a while. It's an online course you could buy and it has you know questions that you can work on and it gives you reading material to read and it's very helpful. I found that really helpful. I also used Becker for a little while. On that what really helped me are the lectures going through those and then doing the practice tests.
4: What did you find helpful about Ninja?
6: It was just easier to move through all the questions. And then once you went through questions, it would give you a list of ones that you missed and then kind of told you where in the study material to find your answers and to be be able to go back and read and read up more on that topic. And because it was online-based, you know, I could access it anywhere. I know Becker is also online-based now, but at the time I was using it, I had used those disks that I was saving to my computer. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so that was a long time ago. Back to the advice-related questions, I also wanted
0: to get just one piece of critical information that they felt everyone that would be attempting the CPA exam should know going into it. And I thought this gave us some additional insight as well that we hadn't got on other answers. Listen to what our team of five had to say on that question.
4: What's one piece of critical advice you feel people need to know About taking the CPA exam?
6: I guess just, you know, focus on your studies. You know, don't get distracted by personal life and just keep going. Don't give up. You know, I started in 2012, so it took me a while, but I just, I kept going and I just, I didn't give up.
4: What is one piece of critical advice you feel people need to know
2: about taking the CPA exam? Just don't give up. And I mean, that's the biggest thing. Don't give up. And you can do it because you've already done all the work. You just got to get the exam done.
4: What is one piece of critical advice you feel people need to know about taking the CPA exam?
1: Just accept that it's going to be a miserable process. Accept that on the front end. Just tell yourself, this is going to be bad, but when I'm done, I'm done. And just keep that in mind and don't get overwhelmed when you start to feel that you're never going to get there. Or, oh my gosh, this is taking forever. I don't know if I can do this. Just. Stick to it and just make sure that you're holding yourself accountable and don't kill yourself. You know, you got to still have some fun. You still got to have a little bit of some freedom in there. You know, reward yourself when you meet certain goals and it makes it a little bit easier to get through each exam. Say, you know, I'm going to get if I'm done with this section by this time on Saturday, you know, I can go do whatever I want to do with my friends on Saturday night. You know, you just you can't completely negate your entire life and just sit and do the exam. You know, you still have to stay sane somehow.
4: What's one piece of critical advice you feel people need to know about taking the exam?
5: You're not alone. And I'm sure I'm sure everyone is gonna tell you, you know you can do it. And you can do it. Everybody can pass the exam. I mean I've been told before, hey Eric and say, you know what, I passed the exam, you can do it. And and when you hear that You go, yeah, but it's different because of X, Y, Z. And everybody has unique circumstances, but honestly, everyone can pass the exam if they give it the attention it deserves. To be honest with you, my wife told me one time, you know, if you decide to not study this day, that's one day longer that you have to study, which means one day less that we're going to hang out tomorrow. And so by you putting off studying means that you're really putting off time hanging out with me, even though you think you're hanging out with me. Everybody can pass the exam, but I mean, having the mindset of saying I'm dedicating 100% into this exam. I used to tell my officing managing partner because he, he's like, oh, you know, it's like go for a run or something. I was like, ah, oh, I can't go to the gym. It's like because only certified people go to the gym. <laughs> but but he to get a kick, a good kick out of it, and and I, I just kept telling myself that, and I would always make the jokes to somebody like, oh, hey, let's go to happy hour. Sorry, only certified people go to happy hours. And eventually, it's like people just started saying that to me, and to be it became ingrained. It's like, hey, only certified people get to do this. Only certified people get to do that. And obviously, now that I'm certified, it's like I get to do any of the activities that I've wanted to do. So I get to go out. I get to enjoy my time with my family. I get to go do gym stuff. You can and you will pass. Peter Wintel said it pass. like you can and you will pass, just focus.
0: Now, the last part of the interview with each of our five new CPAs was simple. Do you have any other thoughts or anything else you'd like to add? And let me play those for you as well, because I think it brings out some additional insight that we didn't get on some of the other answers that, that really sums up what you need to know. Here's what they had to say.
4: Anything else you'd like to add? I
5: mean, to everybody that's out there
4: studying, I would say,
5: you know, you're not alone. You may feel like you're alone, but you're not. The time that you spent today is well spent. I mean, getting the CPA is the biggest relief, the biggest weight off your shoulders that you will ever will feel. I keep going to Peter Alinto because, I mean, when I was reviewing Becker, it's like he had so many great quotes. Some of the things that we say, is like you can and you will pass. Or my favorite one is don't go out tonight. You won't go out tonight. You have no friends. I am your only friend. The best time to study is on Saturday night when your friends are at the bar drinking, not you. You're studying, getting your CPA that it's hilarious it's hilarious to listen to but when you finish the exam and you think man it's like he was right it's like everybody else was out having fun and I, I finished my exam but now my peers are going through it and unfortunately for them they have to put in the time but when they do it's like they'll feel the same relief that today I'm able to say I feel so good luck to everybody to study don't give up
4: is there anything else that
3: you want to add probably the only thing I will say fail doesn't define how much you know about accounting, just keep in mind probably this time it wasn't your turn yet. And just if you have that desire to be certified and receive those three letters behind your name, just be consistent and pursue your dream. That will happen just a matter of time when.
2: Anything else you'd like to add? I kind of took a long route, but I also did it in the middle of having two kids. And being married and having a full-time job, and if I can do that, anybody can do it.
1: I mean, other than that, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing as when you're doing the practice questions other than it's not fun when you get someone in the testing center that types really loudly. That's always a pain. But other than that, I mean, no, it's a lot like, it's a lot like doing the questions at home.
0: So those were our new CPA interviews. And once again, thank you to Anna, Veronica, Eric, Jill, and Brittany. I really appreciate you all being willing to share a little of your day with me, because obviously this took some time, but really sharing for the sake of all the future CPAs out there looking to accomplish the same major achievement, becoming a CPA. If there's anything that I personally took from these interviews, it's that that number one, it takes sacrifice. Severe sacrifice, but not impossible sacrifice. It's simply a matter of temporarily reordering your priorities, but you do definitely have to reorder your priorities for a little while. And secondly, and perhaps more importantly, that it's worth it. Absolutely none of the participants said that they had any regrets either on the recordings or in our pre- and post-discussion. None of them had any regrets. They definitely felt some relief at this point, but no regrets. You could tell that they were all proud to have achieved, you know, that certification in their life. Well, I hope this episode has been beneficial to you. Certification really is near and dear to my heart, and it's made a difference in my life. And frankly, this episode has taken a lot more editing than I'm used to, but but I hope it's been beneficial, and it's something that I really wanted to put out there for those looking to accomplish passing the CPA exam. If becoming a CPA is something that you're looking to achieve, you definitely can do it. It's just a matter of putting it as a high enough priority in your life. If this episode has been interesting and beneficial to you, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well, either through your favorite podcast app on your phone or through our home website, of course, at www.whereaccountantsgo.com. Once again, that's whereaccountantsgo.com. Next week, we'll return with our typical interview format where I'll be interviewing a VIP, a successful accountant, on how they got to where they are today. And they'll be sharing their insights with us. I really appreciate you joining us. I'm Mark Goldman, your host for this podcast, Life in Accounting, a podcast production of whereaccountantsgo.com. And that's all for this week. I wish you all the best, but stay tuned. There's more to come.